welcome to the Grace for This City podcast. We're helping you turn your cities upside down. Hey, I'm your host, Justin Goff. Stay tuned. We got a great show for you today. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Grace for This City podcast. I'm your host, Justin. Hey, we're helping you turn your cities upside down. How are we doing that? Well, we're giving you scriptural motivation and strategies so you, my friend, so you can get out there and get some stuff done for Jesus. And I'm telling you, he is the best one to be working for. If you haven't given your life to him yet, don't delay accept Jesus today. What do we mean by turning cities upside down? Well, we're talking about righting wrongs. People are living in a perversion. If they don't know Jesus, then they're living in a twisting, in a deception. Their worlds are already upside down. And when Jesus comes in in the light of truth, uh, when truth comes and confronts delusion and they accept the truth, then I'm telling you, their worlds get made right. They're not gonna live upside down anymore. They can breathe finally, hallelujah. They can see and hear and they'll know the truth, and the truth will set them free. So that's our mission here on the podcast. So let's jump into uh, today's episode. And we started last week talking about the fear of the Lord. So we're going to go into part two, and we want to dig a little bit more in here. And uh, I've just been pondering and meditating on stuff that we were saying uh, in our last podcast, just how... um, you know, really, wow, the times that we live in, people are real kind of flipping about the things of the Lord. And uh, in fact, uh, in, in we, had a, we had a service last night. Yesterday was Wednesday. And so in our service last night, we just spent some time praying. Every first Wednesday of the month, we have corporate prayer. So we don't live stream or anything like, like that. We just get in there and we pray and we seek the Lord. And the Lord just gave us strategy. Man, he was downloading strategy after strategy after strategy. And one thing that we said last night is that it would be better to be one or two steps behind Jesus than miles out in front of him. And there's a lot of people, and this is my paradigm, you know, you you do whatever the Lord tells you to do. But, um, you know, if you were to ask me, I would say it would be better to follow the leader than to be out not even knowing where you're going in assumption, assuming that uh, you're um, headed in the right direction. A lot of people have this paradigm that it's easier uh, to ask forgiveness than it is permission. And so, you know, they're kind of like a bull in a china closet. They're just doing stuff and doesn't matter, you know, uh, the damage that is caused. You know, that reminds me of a minister uh, that I was working with for a while. Now, I wasn't at this particular meeting, but... um, there was another minister come to this meeting that uh, this minister friend of mine was hosting. And uh, there was this minister came and he, he got crosswise and he made this very strong decision concerning this other minister and his wife who were there. And uh, man, the consequences of that, the, I, I mean, it, it, it opened the door to strife and division and accusation. Um, and so this minister and his wife that came that got uh, accused of doing something that they didn't do, they called me and, and they said, hey, what's going on? So I kind of was like the uh, mediator here. 
And so I called this other brother and said, hey, can you tell me, you know, what, what, what was the Lord saying and doing? Like, why, like, give, give me the backstory as to why you made such a dramatic decision in that moment. And this, and this is what he told me. He said, I acted on an impulse, whether it was right or whether it was wrong, whether it was from the Lord or whether it wasn't. He said, I don't know. He just said, I acted on an impulse. <laughs> and, and so I was like, well, I mean, are you not interested in finding out if the Lord was in that? Because the, the consequences of that action of impulse has had some um, unintended consequences, I, th- I think. Like if you had really thought that through, I don't think you would want to participate on the side of strife, division, and, and accusation because, you know, none of that stuff is true uh, about these other folks. And he stayed resolute on his initial statement. I acted on an impulse, whether it was right, whether it was wrong, whether it was from the Lord, whether it was not, I don't know. That was his position. He didn't take any uh, responsibility for the consequences of his impulse at all. This is what I'm saying. I have this idea or this paradigm that I would rather be one or two steps behind the Lord. I would rather err on the side of checking in, maybe double checking, rather than acting impulsively, being out ahead of the Lord, causing trouble, making a mess, damaging things unnecessarily. And then other people or even the Lord has to come back around and clean this stuff up. I think that's partly due uh, to a lack or a diminishing of the fear of the Lord. Um, You know, the Lord told me one time about uh, recognizing the parameters of the grace that's, that's on me. And within those boundaries, within those parameters, he gave me some, um, for lack of a better way of saying this, let me just say it like this. He kind of gave me some freedom. Um, actually, what he said was to hustle. He said, within those parameters, within those boundaries, uh, he said hustle. But, 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 he, but he drew a very, like he drew my attention. It was very important that I understood what the boundaries were. All right, so in a sense, within these boundaries, the Lord said, I want you to move. And, you know, we still are connected because of the Zoe life. So there's still unction. In him, we live and move and have our being, not outside of that. All right, he's the head, we're the body. The head is what gives the, the instruction. The head is what gives the unction. The head is what gives the command. And there are involuntary processes within that physical body but I'm telling you, the, the, the mind, uh, the nervous system is integral in all of that. All right, but, but yet within these boundaries, there's some opportunity to make some decisions, all right? <clears throat> but if you get anywhere near those boundaries, if you get anywhere near those parameters, you would definitely need to check in. You would definitely need to get instruction. You, you need the command of the Lord to go beyond your previous instructions. And, you know, generally there's things like walk in love, walk in humility. You know, if you talk about James chapter three, and it gives us like a, this is a a, uh, counsel of how you can test the spirits behind a minister or a ministry. And it talks about uh, recognizing the wisdom that they're drawing from, the wisdom from above in contrast versus the wisdom of the earth, central devilish. 
The wisdom from above is peaceable, willing to yield. It's pure. It, it's not self-seeking. It's not uh, motivated by selfish ambition. It doesn't work in strife or divisions. And uh, so what I'm talking about is not getting out ahead of the Lord uh, and doing things. It would be better to err on the side of being one or two steps behind him and having Jesus having to uh, turn around and say, hey, come, come right up here, rather than him constantly be saying, hey, slow down, slow down, come back. I'm not, I'm not going that, that way. You know, if you're way out in front of the Lord, and you're starting to take this road that goes left, but you don't even realize that Jesus is turning right. That's problematic, friend. That's problematic. I don't encourage anybody to just act on Im- impulse uh, unless you're prepared to own up to the consequences that may be unintended or the damage that is caused by your selfishly motivated impulses. It's dangerous, friends. Let's 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 embrace the fear of the Lord. Let, let like let's slow down a little bit here. You know, I was talking to my wife the other day, and you know, uh, there was a season where I was really uh, immersed in a lot of like leadership development things, and uh, <clears throat> some of that's good. Some of it's just just wasted time. Um, there's a whole industry that's geared towards leadership development and. You know, some of it's, some of it you don't need to even waste your time with it. But there, you know, there's a lot of good things. And, and I had learned a lot of really good principles. Well, generally, I was uh, kind of like reviewing, kind of taking like a 30,000 foot view. And there was this theme that stood out um, throughout that season where I was studying kind of like this leadership development. And there was this theme that was, cautioning leaders about making sure that they sort through what they don't need to be doing. Um, let me see if I can explain that a little bit better. Like the overall theme from, from, from my perspective and my experience in it was cautioning people, in particularly leaders, that it's not so much about what you could or should be doing. The, there, there was a strong point of focus drawn to make sure that you're not doing things you don't need to be doing, like recognize the things you need to say no to. All right. So the overall view wasn't this carte blanche. Hey, just go out there and do and, and, and rush and, and, and accomplish and, and hustle and, you know, and fill up your margins. No, no, it, there, there was a strong caution that the idea is that most people are doing more than they need to be doing. Like, <laughs> like, uh, like if you go back to the scriptures with uh, Mary and Martha, you can see the tendency here is to be overdoing uh, and missing the very catalytic thing that you should be doing, and that's sitting at the feet of Jesus. Like, I need to say no to the work right now so that I can get with Jesus. Most people are doing more. They're way out ahead of Jesus. And, you know, if you just take a broad stroke here, and you look at all the material that is geared towards helping people that are in burnout, I mean, that's your sign right right there. Holy Spirit will never lead you into burnout. He never will. And so, you know, one day I was talking to the Lord about this, and he ministered something to me. 
And uh, it, it, it had to do with this phrase of being led, being led. You don't need a reason not to do something. You need a reason, uh, you need a leading to do something. Let me say that one more time because I kind of messed it up. You don't need a reason not to do something. You need a leading to do something. And the Lord spoke this to my heart. He said, people are not seeking ways to get out of something they were led into. Like if you're, if you're trying to figure out how to get into all this stuff that you're currently in, listen, the answer, uh, the big answer is number one, you weren't led into it. Holy Spirit is not helping you get out of something he led you into. He doesn't lead you into something that's going to burn you out. It's all these extra, 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 extra. It's, it's the drive. It's the push. It's the force. That's the spirit of the age. That's the counsel of the world. Climb the ladder. Step on people. Dog eat dog. You better go. You better hustle. You better be mean. You better be tough. Go, go, go. Rawr, 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 rawr. Fight, 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 fight. Listen, you're going to get over way out ahead of the Lord. The fear of the Lord uh, would include following. There is no admonition to get out in front of the Lord. The admonition, metaphorically speaking, is like a sheep. You follow the shepherd. Now, if he points to a pasture, then you go on. And if you really want to get technical for, for those of you that, that need the jot and the tittle in, in this, uh, if the shepherd points and says, hey, there's green grass right up over here and it's out in front of him, well, then you could step out from behind him and go eat where he pointed. But the general thing I'm talking about here is you're rushing way up ahead of him and you're probably unintentionally causing a lot of problems and expecting someone else to clean up the mess. I'm saying there's a lack of the fear of the Lord there. Um, David inquired of the Lord. That's an example that we uh, should have there. Jesus pulled away often to do what? To inquire of the Father. You and I don't know what, what we need, need to do without that inquiry. Uh, we have unction from Holy Ghost, but remember, Holy Ghost is only telling you, according to John, Holy Ghost is only telling you what he's hearing. He's not speaking on his own authority. Holy Ghost is not working contrary. If we want to say it like this, Holy Ghost is postured in a, recep in a receptive posture, meaning he's not out in front of Jesus. He's not out in front of the uh, uh, Father. He's in a receptive place. He's, he's in the proper order here, and he's receiving instructions in order to relay to us. Hallelujah. All that has to do with the fear of the Lord. And uh, it would save us a lot of trouble, will save us, is going to save us a lot of trouble. It's going to uh, help us avoid a lot of unnecessary problems. Um, listen, highly ambitious people, need to just rein it in just a little bit. You need to bridle that pony of ambition. Uh, I'm not saying that ambition, the word, the concept is ultimately wrong, but the Bible includes this selfish ambition. And if you're too driven and you have little inquiry, you're going to be miles out in front of the Lord. Hallelujah, friends. In the sake of the fear of the Lord, rein that in. Rein that in. Um, Man, I've just seen it too many times. People cause a lot of problems because of their ambition, even in the ministry. Man, they're hurting folks. They're disappointing people. Uh, you know, there's uh, unnecessary divisions. 
be, because of ambition, ambition, selfish, self-seeking in the name of the ministry. And it just, it's doing damage. It's doing damage. Um, uh, last night in our prayer time, the Lord just revealed to us like strategy. Um, and part of the strategy, number one, is casting the care, um, not carrying any cares, not carrying the burden of our assignment, not not carrying the weight of what he's called us to. Like you and I are not the healer. You and I are not people's only prophetic voice. You and I are not the people's savior. Um, and the Lord spoke, spoke this to us. We don't do things by the power of God. He does things through the hands of men. Let me say that one more time. We don't do things by the power of God. He does things through the hands of men. Don't get seduced in the thinking that because you were there or because you had something to do with it or that the Lord used you, that you were the catalyst for the resulting, you know, for the good or for the change or for whatever. No, 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 no. That's not how that works. We are not. uh, Remember, even Jesus said, he said, it's the father who does the works. Praise God that he has invited us in to be the vessel in which that he can move through. But listen, you and I are not in control of this, this thing. And we need to cast the care. Some people have a, um, they call it, uh, let me see how to say this. They're calling it, well, we just care about the people. No, you don't. No, you don't. Um, remember that place in Mark where there was like tremendous things happening. People were getting healed, delivered, et cetera. Like right in the middle of this thing, Jesus says, hey, uh, I need to go go away and pray. He went and prayed, and then the father told him, hey, I've got to go to another town. And the disciples like, what? L- look at what's going on here. People are getting saved. I mean, look, look, it's revival. Listen, God doesn't necessarily move uh, uh, according to the way man would perceive certain things. Like man's looking at the marketing opportunity. Man's looking at how they could solidify their brand. Man's looking at just natural results. Listen, Jesus is used to people pressing on him, pulling on him, yet wanting nothing from him. Remember that? In the crowd, there was all these people that were pulling on him, but yet nobody got anything from him except for that one woman who was moved in faith to come after him and just touch the hem of his robe. You know, we would think, man, if these people are thronging us, wow, this is, oh man, this is, this is revival. Well, it may not be. What is the Lord doing? So we, we, we cast these, the fear of the Lord. What does the Lord want us to do? How are we to move and act? Do you, do, you, do you want us to go on? Do you want us to stop? Do we shift here? Do we move over here? Hallelujah. The fear of the Lord. It's not I who lives, but Christ in me. It has nothing to do with me. Hallelujah. You know how freeing that is? I'm telling you, the fear of the Lord brings you to a place of real freedom. Hallelujah. It's not about us. 
<laughs> oh man. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I, 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 man, I just, I'm so thankful. It has nothing to do with me. <laughs> oh man, I wouldn't want that responsibility. You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just gonna do exactly what he tells me to do, and, uh, and what that'll do is it, it'll keep you free from the praise of man, from the flattery of man, and it'll keep you free from their censorship. It'll keep you free and light and happy when they accuse you and judge you. And it'll keep you free and light when they try and manipulate you by a flattering tongue. When you fear the Lord more than you fear anybody else, wow, I'm telling you, you can just walk in peace. And, you know, I don't know if I'm ultimately there, but man, I tell you, the Lord is getting freedom to us. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, you know what? You don't get me in. He does. <laughs> the ministry doesn't get me in. You, you know, he does. Um, you know, none of these things that we do, you know, if, if a million people got healed, that didn't get us in. Hallelujah. Remember, there are other people. They're doing, they're doing things. They're, they're doing things. You know, uh, one of the things the Lord spoke to us last last night is he drew our attention to the prodigal son. Here, this prodigal, he had received an inheritance from his father, but then disconnected from his father, took his inheritance and associated himself with strangers. You know, I, I mean, it's probable, it's probable, it's possible that there's entire ministries that have an inheritance from the Lord, but have disconnected from serving him and his purposes and are just, just out here entertaining strangers with all the endowments. Wow, man, I wouldn't want to be that. Would you? I mean, here we have supernatural giftings and graces on our life, but yet we've disconnected from the Father. We're not still building. We're, just, we're still not connected. We're still not working with. We're over here entertaining strangers. You know, the Bible says be aware of entertaining strangers because you may be entertaining angels. I, that's not what I'm talking about. But he, this, this product, he, he, he connected, he, he associated with himself with strangers, people that, he, that, that, that were just taking advantage of him because of the inheritance. How, how many ministers are being taken advantage of by people that don't want anything to do with Jesus? They're just entertained by the inheritance that they're squandering. They're powerful ministers. They are powerful teachers. Maybe, maybe they have a supernatural gift. And is it being offered? Uh, is it being offered to strangers that don't want anything to do with the covenant, anything to do with the kingdom of God, nothing to do with Jesus? Or are we still connected to the Heavenly Father? And even though we have received such a precious endowment, such a precious inheritance, have we still yielded it to help Father expand Father's business? Oh, thank you, Jesus. See, that's the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. <laughs> oh, Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, who do we think is wise? James says, is there somebody who says they're wise? He said, you'll observe it in their conduct, where that wisdom is coming from, whether it's from the earth, sensual, sense-based, flesh-based, lust of the flesh, not necessarily sexual. It can't include that, but it's so fleshy, fleshy, fleshy. 
it's devilish, he said, or you'll be able to know by their conduct. You'll, this is a test. You'll, 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 you'll know if that wisdom's from above or the wisdom is from the earth. There's a wisdom that's just here in the earth. It's a low wisdom. It's all centered and based around how the flesh gets tantalized, uh, you know, gets satisfied. You know, it serves the flesh. It's devilish. Or there's a wisdom from above. And uh, <clears throat> the, the Bible says that the beginning of that kind of wisdom, that heavenly wisdom, the beginning, you start with the fear of the Lord. You find yourself before him. Oh, just laid out. Hallelujah. Face down. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, we give you praise for it. Help us with this, Father. I believe it's working in me now. I believe it's working in me now. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Oh, we praise you, Jesus. Thank you for helping us. So last week we were talking about, you know, as, as a side thought here, um, that there are gifts, like with the prodigals, there are gifts given unto men, inheritance, spiritual inher- inheritances, endowments, mantles maybe, if you want to even go there that are given unto men that aren't always submitted to the Lord. Like case in point, the prodigal, he's just out here. He's got his father's inheritance and he's squandering it. He's, he's, he's wasting it. Uh, he's just, he's, he's out here. He's presenting the inheritance, but totally connect disconnected from the father. And the Bible warned us about these types. And there was a reference to uh, Balaam in second Peter chapter two, and he prostituted himself, basically prostituted himself for personal gain. And the Bible says for the wages of unrighteousness, listen, unrighteous people will pay big money to see you do a song and dance. And in particularly, if their customer base is satisfied, you know, and they feel better about themselves you know, or, you know, you get, you know, one or two of them healed, one of the, you know, one or two of them big money folk healed. Yeah. They'll let you do your little song and dance. Uh, See, the fear of the Lord will protect you from getting over into selfish ambition. The fear of the Lord will protect you from getting over into self-seeking. The fear of the Lord will protect you from prostituting the gift of God that's in you for the wages of unrighteousness. The fear of the Lord will guard you against um, uh, the love of self. It will protect you from trying to build your own little thing so that you can get a pat on the back or you can get fans. The fear of the Lord will sever that kind of ungodly counsel, it'll sear it. It, it. It'll torch it. It'll consume that right out of your life. Hallelujah. It'll protect your ministry. The fear of the Lord will protect your future. It will protect your family. It will protect those that God has assigned to you. The fear of the Lord will protect your anointing. The fear of the Lord will will actually increase the anointing on your life. The fear of the Lord will turn up the dial, if you will, 
of the power in your life. Hallelujah. Remember, uh, I think we started this uh, in our podcast last week in Exodus chapter 33, and here's Moses. He said, if your presence doesn't go with us, we don't even want the promises. Hallelujah. Like, uh, like you understand the baseline here where, where, where we're at? Like, God, I just want you. Like, I don't want a ministry without you. I don't want to demonstrate a gift without you there. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to have this ability and you not be there uh, as my father and cheer me on. Like, I don't want to go on ahead of you and be out way out ahead of you and do all this stuff and you not even be near. That's the fear of the Lord, friend. Some people, I guess, they don't care. They're like, hey, thank you. Thank you, thank you for that singing gift. Man, I'm going to go out here and razzle-dazzle everybody. You know, I'm going to go make big money. I'm going to go get famous. I'm going to go get contracts and, and get on this show and that show. And, and, and man, I want 30,000 people in the, sta- or in the stadium. Yeah. You know, or we're going to take this uh, ministry element and we're going to go do this and this and this, and we're going here and we're going there. We're doing that. But where's the Lord? Did, did he come? Did, did, did father come? Is father here? Like he's even saying in Exodus chapter 33, verse 15 and 16, Jesus even said, or, or the word said, but let me say the father said, the father said this. He said, I'll send you an angel and and he'll lead you on into the promises. And they're like, no, 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 no. I mean, what would be the inheritance without you? Like, I don't want your stuff. I want you. (laughs) Hallelujah. That's the fear of the Lord. And he just wanted his presence. But yet then father says, but my presence is an, is an all consuming fire. And he says, I don't want the stuff without, without you. I'd rather the stuff be consumed and yet still have you. Hallelujah. I mean, what is it teaching a message and his presence not even be there? Like what, (laughs) what good is that? Like who cares of how many people are in the prayer line? I mean, does it, does it mean anything of how many people got prophesied to? If the spirit of the Lord wasn't present, like, and, and, and that's a fearful thing there. You know, I've thought about this often. I mean, just even my own self, I'm going to judge myself right now. How, how many times did I respond, uh, to that strong lust of the flesh and call it prophecy? I mean, how many times did I just read back to somebody the lust of their own flesh. And then we called it prophecy and everybody clapped and shouted about that. You know, and we all who, who wrote about, you know, 25 people got a prophetic word. Well, did they, I mean, did they really get the word of the Lord? Because if his presence wasn't there, what word did they get? (laughs) Hallelujah. If the spirit of the Lord wasn't there, what spirit was in operation? So what good is it to even have 
endowments or inherit what good is it to have gifts if the giver of the gift isn't there to watch us open it i mean if the giver of the gift is not even present if we're not even able to work with father i mean you you can drill this down uh to even the outworking in the natural uh and this is why i would like if somebody was going to ask me for my counsel or whatever I would say if you're a minister and you have problems with your like your your natural parents you need to get that resolved in your heart Be, because if you think that it's just fine that you would have a massive disconnect in your heart towards your natural parents and that won't affect how you operate with the Lord like if you're still mad at your mom and dad because they they didn't see certain things in your life, you need to come to a place of healing because if you're not watchful, you'll have that same, uh, you'll be tempted. Let me say it like this. You'll be tempted and it'll be strong. It'll be a strong temptation for you to not even care if the presence of the Lord is there. You'll just go do things. You'll just go demonstrate and you won't even care if the presence of the Lord is there because you're still bitter that your natural parents weren't there in certain things. Listen, we've all had these experiences to where our mom and dad couldn't couldn't be at everything we're saying, and we're not putting pressure on them to be at every little thing you think you're supposed to be doing. What I'm saying is you got to come to a place of healing there, or you'll think it's okay to be out in front of the Lord doing your own thing and your heavenly father not be there. You get that healed and you get that turned around and you begin to inquire of your heavenly father and say, look, I don't want to be anywhere without you. And I'm not asking you follow me around because that's not how that works. But you would say, I'm going to readjust whatever I'm doing to make sure I'm following you. Like, I'm not going to be over here at quote unquote prophesying if you're not there. I am not going to be over here laying hands on anybody if you're not there (laughs) i'm not going on into the promises if you're not going to be there what is that friends that's the fear of the lord like we are not doing things like how much of the church right now is just propped up on systems protocols how much of the church right now is propped up on forms how much of the church is propped up on structures so that it, it can have this resemblance of movement. How much of that is just activity minus the presence of our Heavenly Father? I'm not judging anybody. I'm judging myself. I'm just saying, are we okay with just going on into the future without Him? Are we okay with taking our inheritance and going and building with strangers? Are we okay with that? Like, is it appropriate to go have... Uh, and, 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 and go minister the word, go do ministry, uh, go lay hands on people, go messing with demons. Is that okay to do all that and he not be there? I'm saying, I don't think so. Like, I'm thinking personally, I'm going to be more aware. Uh, I'm going to need to dial some stuff back a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh. 
you know, and it, and and those strangers, like uh, you know, in the story of the, of the prodigal son, those strangers, boy, they they can place quite a demand. Hey, come over here, come over here, and we're like, oh, oh, but they look, they want us. Yeah, come over here. You know, and what what we don't realize is here what they're saying. Here's what they're saying among themselves. So let's jump over there a little bit. And they're like, hey, look at that rich kid. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, 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 look. Uh, he doesn't have daddy around. Like, he's not educated. He's not educated in the ways of the world. Yeah, because, you know, he's grown up in his dad's house. And, uh, oh, man, he's rich. Oh, oh, look, 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 look. Oh, man, he's a great speaker. Oh, hey, oh, oh, oh man. Look, 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 look. Look at one of his inheritances. There's a gift of healing there. Hey, whistle for him to come over here because we're bored and broke and destitute and uh, we're sick uh, because we don't take care of ourselves and we're internally and externally decaying and because we're perverted. But get this kid over here. Get that rich kid over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, look, he just got his inheritance. Whistle for him. Yeah, do what you got to do. Just f- flatter him. Tell him he's awesome. Tell him he's really cool and we need... We, we're cool kids and we want other cool kids to come hang out with us. But we won't tell them. We won't tell them that we're just going to use them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell them, tell them to come over here. <laughs> oh, man, does that happen? Oh, it happens. I tell you, I've gotten, I've gotten in that before. I, you know, I've been, I hate to, I hate to admit it. I got suckered into that kind of stuff people recognized an ability people recognized a talent and i remember in this one in this one situation uh in this one situation that i'm thinking of uh now i I don't think it started out this way but anyways but it but it took a nosedive at some point and uh i remembered that i had to address some things that were going on behind the scenes and uh i'm telling you because of the fear of the lord like you you can't you you can't present the lord on a dirty trash can lid um and so i was like hey basically i said hey um you can't you 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 can't serve up the ministry of of the lord on this trash can lid here like the lord's requiring that our lives be pure and so that we're presenting him on a gold or silver platter right and uh so i had brought up something that was going on in the life of one of the people that i was working with and that didn't go over well and uh and so they 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 sick their guard dogs on me and i and i remember for about a period of four hours i i was on a telephone call in, in the situation for about four hours not not one phone call it was several phone calls but it was about four hours and I remember being being on the phone in one of these moments. I had to take the phone off of my ear and hold it over here because I just I just I just I got tired of hearing it because they were blaming me about the people. They're like the people, Justin. The people. Think about. Are you thinking about the people? Do you care about the people? What about the people? What about the people? And I and 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 phone was out over here and i was like the 
what do you mean? I care about the people. This is why we're having this conversation. Like, no, no, you don't care. What about you, the, Justin? Have you thought about the people? Are, are you think the people, the people? And oh, oh, Justin, you know, God called you here and all this stuff. And, I, and I'm like, wait a second. I'm not the problem here. Brother with sin in his life is the problem, not me. What? And, and But see, here's what they were doing. They were trying to guilt trip me about the people. And listen, there were some good people involved. In fact, there were innocent people. God ministered to people because for those that are pure in heart, all things are pure. God was answering. God was getting, revealing himself to the people, even though the character of the minister was trash. God was fulfilling his commitment to innocent folk. Uh, even though the minister had garbage in his life, but that wasn't going to be able to be sustained. Here's what I'm trying to say is, you know, I was like this, I, w I was like this prodigal son that had this inheritance, had a spiritual inheritance. I was not, not that I was the prodigal in that sense, but this is what I'm saying. It's like the, there was a party going on. There was a party going on and they were destitute of the anointing and they desperately needed the anointing, right? They needed some rich kid to come in and dump a bunch of money so that they could continue their partying. That's what I'm saying. And in that sense, I came to my senses one day and said, Hey, look guys, Whoa, man, I can't be a part of this. I'm putting the scenario out there. I wonder how many ministers are in a similar situation I'm praying that discernment uh, begin to move in you right now. Maybe you're not even in the ministry, but you're you're humble before the Lord. You're pure before the Lord. I wonder how many people, if you're not watchful, are going to try and seduce you into their thing because you carry such a rich inheritance with you. And it's going to sustain the little party for a time. And listen, um, the Lord's not in that. Hallelujah. I was so glad the Lord helped me. Uh, you know, we went into it uh, with a pure heart. And because of that pure heart, the Lord got us out of it. And I'm so thankful. I'm not judging these folks. What I'm saying is, though, that you, you just can't sustain that. The fear of the Lord uh, is what is like I, 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 came up a, I came upon a boundary and a parameter that was only visible because I had the fear of the Lord. And when I came upon that, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, I can't go any further here. I, I, I can't go any further. Like, I, I, I can't go as, as far as you're wanting to go because the Lord's not over there. Like, if that's your heart, if that's not your heart, then you're going to be miles out in front of the Lord. And you're, you're going to have all your little uh, endowments. And what I mean by endowments, like the gifts and callings. You're, you're going to have your gifts and your callings. Those are intact. Those aren't, you're going to have your spiritual inheritance with you. But I'm telling you, you get so far out in front of the Lord, you're, you may inadvertently begin to squander it, or you'll be tempted to start demonstrating that amongst the pigs. What, what, what did the Bible say? Do not cast your precious things before swine. Hallelujah. Hello, somebody. Do not cast the precious things of God before swine. And you know, if we use the, we're pulling from the principle of the story of the prodigal son. 
I mean, I wasn't a prodigal. I, uh, I mean, my heart wasn't away from the Lord. Uh, and I got into something because I, th- I think it started out, 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 out well, but quickly there was a downturn. And the fear of the Lord, though, protected me. You understand that? The fear of the Lord became a boundary that I just couldn't cross. The fear of the Lord was counsel and wisdom to help me navigate when things started being taken advantage of. And I think in hindsight now, uh, part of the reason why I, I was there is because people were praying. There was some intercession going on. There was a lot of prayer going out over this ministry. And there was a lot of people involved, and God was helping them. Uh, and there were other people. I wasn't the only one. But what I'm saying is uh, we went as far as the, as the fear of the Lord. And I and and uh, and it's not that I've never gotten ahead of the Lord. Yeah, I definitely, definitely, definitely have, definitely have. Um, and I've messed up, you know, in terms of, you know, got too ambitious, got got you know got little you know, um, just got out ahead of God, and in various things. And 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 praise God that He's good. Praise God He's merciful. Praise God that, um, uh, you know, when He said, "Hey, that's far enough." that I just had the wherewithal. I mean, Holy Ghost was helping me. I can't even take any credit. But praise God that something stopped me. Oh, man, I just thank the Lord for it. And uh, many years ago, I prayed this prayer. I said, Holy Spirit, I am giving you permission to, to help me, even if that means that you, 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 you physically restrain me. Hallelujah, <laughs> you know. Uh, man, Holy Ghost is a gentleman, uh, but I was like, look, you know, don't, don't, don't let me step out here in front of a car. Like you grab me, grab me, Hallelujah! I think the fear of the Lord would include like, hey, grab me, grab me, restrain me, arrest me, send somebody, get the word to me. You know, the Bible talks about not searing your conscience, not violating the restraint of the Lord. If you keep violating the restraint of the Lord. You may sear, you, you may cut off, you, you, you will diminish the voice of your spirit and Holy Spirit to a point where you may regularly miss him. Don't practice missing him. Don't pra- the fear of the Lord would include not practicing getting out ahead of him. Like, don't, don't, don't test the boundaries. You know, if, if you go back to that old saying, you know, how close to the fire can we get and not get burned? Like, I don't have any desire to play uh, right up next to boundaries. Let me give you something here. We'll bring this podcast to a close. So we have a farm, and we have electric fencing. And uh, it's not solar-powered. It's AC-powered. So, I mean, it's it's plugged in. <laughs> it's plugged in. Uh, you know, to like a like a twenty amp uh, breaker, one hundred twenty volts, and uh, that thing generates something like sixteen, I don't know, twelve or sixteen or twenty thousand volts, something like that. I, it's been a while since I looked at the label, but um, one time I got I got bit by that electric fence, and I'm telling you, wow, it was the first time, and hopefully the only time, and the last time, but I'm telling you. I was shocked at how powerful that electric fence is. Well, you know, it's got to keep in, you know, these huge cows. 
and bulls and uh and they don't like it you know they've touched it and they're like "Mm, don't touch that well i don't like to play up against that fence you know when i'm over there working like if we're doing something especially in some of the corral pens i am aware definitely more aware now than i've ever been aware that perimeter line is where that electric fence is i have no desire to play up close to it some people i don't know if they're just thrill seekers i don't know what but they have a tendency to play as close to the boundaries as possible listen friends i would just counsel you i would take a few steps away like just 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 come on back away from the boundaries you know it come back into where there's a safe zone like within the middle like that gives me opportunity to maybe uh you know lean a little bit left or a little bit rise we're navigating this but yet not not get so far off that we get burned not so far off that we get electrocuted not get so close to things that would damage the reputation of the lord his house his things his people his anointings like you know you know we we try and stray stay straight and true but i but i get way you know i try to get up here in the middle to where you know if i'm moving a little bit left and right so i'm trying to you know discern what the lord's saying or doing and maybe i'm here or over here but but i'm far enough away where i'm not going to get get burnt I, I i don't play right at the boundaries and tempt the lord i'm not a thrill seeker like that and uh you know s- some some people you 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 stay over there it, i mean if that's your whole ministry paradigm that you think it's okay to play right up against controversial boundaries i'm telling you you're tempting the lord and you're putting yourself in a very dangerous place you may not be as strong as you think you are you you may not be as integrous as you think you are and after a while if you are playing around with blurred boundary lines that's exactly what's going to happen those boundary lines are going to become so blurred that you may think they're five or ten feet over in a place where they're actually not and it would be better to come up off those boundaries and give yourself a little more healthy margins here and uh, be wise about what you're doing. The fear of the Lord, friend. The fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. I think that's a baseline. And I think we need a reset in this area. Um, I don't have it all figured out, friends. Uh, But I'm telling you, it, it would be better to come back to 101, and at least remind ourselves, encourage ourselves, at least evaluate, make sure that that fire and that love and the passion of our first love is still present and uh, make sure we're not way out ahead of the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, I hope you got something out of that today. We're out of time on the podcast. Thank you for joining us. And uh, I believe this is going to minister to you. I believe the seed of the word has been planted into your pure and noble heart hallelujah and this is only going to get stronger and i'm telling you the fear of the lord is the beginning you want more power begins with the fear of the lord you want that anointing to increase it begins with the fear of the lord hallelujah oh thank you father for it let me pray for you 
Father, I thank you for those that are watching and listening right now. And Lord, I pray right now that you would strengthen and encourage them. Father, that there would be a discerning spirit about them. Father, that they would not get sucked into pig styes and pig pens. They would not be seduced into entertaining people that have no desire or intention at all of hearing about the ways of Jesus. I pray, Father, for these ministers that will be listening to this and ministries, Father, that may listen to this, that this would be a point of caution, something, Lord, that they would evaluate, that they're not even leading their entire ministries over to be seduced and taken advantage of, Father. I thank you, Lord, that a revelation about how we continue to stay with you. Lord, I thank you that even if an angel comes and says, I'll lead you on, that we would have the wherewithal to say, not unless the Father goes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, man, that is huge. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much. You're, you're so willing to stay with us, and we're willing to stay with you. I'm asking that the Holy Spirit would help me be willing to stay with you, to stay behind you, to... to have that heart of a little child towards their father that I just want to be where you are. I just want to do what you do. I just want to imitate you. If, if you wear a hat, I, I want to wear a hat. If you put on shorts, I want to put on shorts. If you go sit outside, I want, I want to go sit with you. I just want to be where you are. Heavenly Father, I thank you for helping us in Jesus' name. I pray protection over these ministries. Uh, maybe you've Come to an awareness. I'm saying the Lord's going to be with you. You may need to make some adjustments, but I'm telling you, do it, friends, and do it in the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. And there'll be such grace and strength and anointing to get you over into a pure place. Oh, Father, we give you praise today. Friends, if we can pray with you or agree with you or celebrate with you, let us know. You can call us 870-741-9099 or send us an email at hello at gracecitychurch.tv. I want to give a big shout out to those who have contributed financially to the podcast. I'm telling you, wow, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're paid up. And uh, what we do with that is we definitely take take care of the fees to get the podcast out there. And so we, we pay it forward that way. And then we use some of the extra to update our equipment and so forth. And so I want to say thank you so much for participating with us, sewing into the podcast. Uh, all financial gifts are tax deductible. So consider that. If you'd like to participate in that way, several ways, you can go to the website, gracecitychurch.tv forward slash give. Or if you're in the United States, you can text the give 84321. That's 84321. Follow the prompts. Or you can mail a check to P.O. Box 7, Harrison, Arkansas, 72602. Listen, friends, thank you so, so much for joining me today. This has been the Grace for This City podcast. And until next time, be blessed.